welcome to our semi-annual Last Call episode, Winter 2022 edition, which marks the end of season six of the Neat Glass-sponsored Whiskey Tangent Podcast. I'm Scott. I'm Ed. And every six months, we like to take a break from our regularly scheduled nonsense, humble brag about who's listening to us all over the world, reflect back on all the episodes and shorts and other things that we've created in the past six months, do a quick taste of some spirits we're sipping on tonight, and then give you a preview of what's coming up in the next six months in season seven. And of course... There will be tangents. But before all that happens, as per usual, Ed's going to start us off with some special shout outs. Thanks, Scott. So first of all, I want to talk about who's been on this season with us. Speaking of our regular hosts, Gabe leads the pack with 11 appearances, three Mm. episodes, three shorts, and five Whiskey Madnesses. Siobhan's been on eight times, three episodes, and five shorts. Anders was only on five times due to scheduling conflicts. That bartending gig in Dubai again that comes (laughs) up. Two episodes, two shorts, and one of the whiskumentaries. Yeah. So Sue had, a, I think, a big season four appearances, two episodes, two shorts. Jeff had three. Probably a little mad that Sue beat him. But once again, <laughs> Sue was filling in for the ladies. Right. So Dre had an episode and a short on her own to make up for the fact that she missed the episode with... Right, that Sue was on. Right, and, yeah. right. That Shelby and, and Ari, they only had one. And Barty and Rachel were on two appearances, an episode and a short. Right. So we've interviewed some people. We interviewed Nico from Grayson's Texas Whiskey. Mm-hmm. And he was on one of the shorts. Yeah. Anders was on Whiskey Part 2. Billy from Benash was on the Whiskey Part 2. And then Matt from a secret undisclosed distributor was also <laughs> on Whiskey Part 2. Yeah. Also... Uh, we would like to do a shout out to our boy Austin from Ohio, yeah. who turned us on to the Freedom Whiskey. Right. Um, we also want to thank Aaron, right, who sent us the Elvis whiskeys. Yeah. Aaron sent us uh, two Elvis whiskeys. He sent us two barrel expressions that we did on episode 51. And he also sent us the two barrel expressions that we're going to be quick tasting tonight. Right. We have a lot to say about barrel tonight. We're big fans of the whiskey. I think everyone knows that. And there really is no reason not to be a big fan of the whiskey. It's delicious. Right. So that's all I get to do. So, Scott, now <laughs> I just get to commentate on what Scott tells me because i don't know any of these stats scott always yeah the stats are the fun part you know i will say that we appreciate the support yeah recently each month that goes by is our biggest month we've been really growing which means a lot to us because we work really hard especially scott works really hard to put out a polished episode and we really work to give people the knowledge to help them be better equipped when they go out into the world and look at that big wall of whiskey whether online or on the shelf and figure out where is my money best spent what's a lot of hype and what's a great taste in whiskey yeah i mean and it's pretty easy to do that frankly because we're whiskey fans yeah. we got in this because we're whiskey fans we know you're whiskey fans too so what interests us we figure is probably going to interest you so it's yeah. it's kind of easy the vermouth episode we did was one of our biggest episodes ever why because everybody had the same feeling we had oh my god yeah which vermouth should i be using yeah and they always ask you what whiskey do you want right what bourbon do you want what rye do you want but it's only a very few select good high-end bars that go what vermouth do you want and so it was a great episode to educate ourselves and everybody else who listened to it on a couple of the popular vermouth koki right mm-hmm. carpana antica thank you yeah I don't really speak Italian as well. <laughs> yeah, you don't speak French well, or it's, Italian. It's romantic or... language. The, the romantic language. <laughs> the romance languages. You know. right. yeah. I struggle with all of them. Technically, English is also one a romance language. <laughs> Technically, but not really. The... Well, you can't speak that one either. I, I struggle with that one as well, but for other reasons. It's Yeah, it's mainly a Germanic right. language, yes. Yes. And let's go back to my shout outs. I appreciate mm. groups like the South Jersey Bourbon Drinkers who let us post our podcast links on there when they come out and understand that we don't make money off of this we do this because we enjoy it and we love to share what we've learned yeah 
and a couple of the other ones, like the Whiskey Tribe, which is a very, very big yeah. Facebook yeah. group. Those guys are big. They always publish our stuff through. Um, it's really nice of them. It is. A few groups don't let us and, and <laughs> baffles me because we're just trying to like entertain and i really have a problem with some of the groups now because like pretty much 80 to 90 percent of the posts is somebody like sitting in their car with a bottle of blanton's on their lap going score right just finally scored a bottle of eagle rare what do you all think about this and it's like after a thousand of them it's so lame it's one thing if you found like 1958 bottle of crown royal like, right oh that's interesting oh i got a baker's well yeah we all can get baker's bro or it's more in your face like oh look i got antique weller for 60 it's kind of obnoxious in my opinion it's like yeah it's like bragging yeah it's like bragging without a purpose it's yeah, like it's not sharing because we yeah. were talking about this earlier and you were saying what you would rather see is yeah. instead of saying oh look what i got score going home and actually tasting it and then saying yeah here look what i got it tastes like this and this and this to me what do you guys think yeah have so, you guys ever had this right so i, I want to hear your feedback yeah i got the eagle rare finally i think it's pretty good and then of course everyone's gonna be like it's terrible bro it's like well, it's a right. pour out for me and then you're the, gonna get yeah, some the, of that the trolls come out but at but, least right you're sharing and not bragging right yeah like tell me what you think about something yeah. or like for example we did a quick taste before we recorded this on starlight's double oaked right you don't want to share that on your urban group. Why? All we're doing is saying we've tried the Starlight Double Oaked. This is the tasting notes. This is what we taste. You should go try it. Or no, don't try it. It's not worth the money. That's not informative for your group. I don't understand it. Like, what do you want? Just bottle after bottle of what people got at the liquor store? It wouldn't be bad if they're like, hey, man, there's six left. I'd buy right liquors down the road. There's six if anybody needs it. That's okay. I don't mind those. Right. Right. That's informative at least. Yeah. But really what they say is there were six and I bought them all. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is funny because um, just recently I've come across a lot of people on Twitter now are lamenting the fact that exactly what you're saying, right. bourbon has become this, you know, this hunt to get these rare bottles. And then when you get them, all you do is flex that you got the bottles and that's it. Right. It's like, it's not about sharing. It's not about moments with right. your friends. It's not about drinking it. It's about, oh, look what I got that you don't have. Right. I'm yeah. trying to figure out what I'm supposed to take away from that. Like you were luckier than me. You're or, supposed to be jealous. Yeah. About I mean, I can't see any emotion except jealousy. But I feel like in South Jersey bourbon drinkers, they talk about bourbon and rye and what it tastes like yeah, and, yeah. and mash bills and when the next expression's coming out and what to look out for. Yeah. They're much more current on whiskey and what's going on than just constant crotch shots of this is what I got today. Yeah. And, it's just lame. And that definitely leads into, which we're going to do in a second, is the recaps and our whiskeymentary that right. we did. The whiskey industry now with all their barrel picks and their rarity and whose fault it is, yeah. why uh, the secondary market right. is the way it is. Right. And we'll, we'll probably talk about that again. But right now, before we get into the listener stats, right. uh, I'll tell you what we're sipping on tonight. Right. As previewed in our Whiskey Madness episode, we made an infinity bottle of all the contestants, all 16. Right. We know you just finished the Whiskey Madness, so you already know what 16 whiskeys we featured. But just to refresh your memory, the 16 whiskeys that make up our infinity bottle, three ounces from each bottle were Eagle Rare Tenure, Buffalo Trace Kosher Rye, Bullet Tenure, Kings County Peated. Uh, Baker Single Barrel, Broken Barrel Heresy Rye, Pure Kentucky XO, Redemption High Rye Bourbon, Larceny Barrel Proof, Heaven's Door Barrel Strength, Barrel Dovetail, 1792 Full Proof, that's the Bartons, Wild Turkey Rare Breed Rye, Lucky Seven Holiday Toast, 
Old Ezra number seven and the smoke wagon uncut unfiltered. So the proof of this bottle uh, we figured out is 102.2, which is yeah. right in my wheelhouse. It's a nice area yeah. proof. It's it's pretty good. Um, we did not do the mash bill partly because I'm lazy. Uh, the other part is it's annoying. And, and there's the, so much undisclosed in there. There's some, uh, they, right. There's, there's some undisclosed and it's also it's a lot of bourbons. So I figure right. it's going to be a bourbon anyway. Right. It's not really in dispute if it's right. going to be a bourbon or not. So. True, true. So the nose is just a, a, a hodgepodge of all kinds of stuff. The alcohol seems to be pretty strong in it this. It does seem to really strong, even with the knee glass. For 102, yeah. I mean, I got a blast of some ethanol as soon as I went into it. So Yeah. Hmm. Man, it tastes, oh, wow, it's really sweet initially. It fades into some spice, but. It's very alcohol forward, though. Yeah, it quick. does fade. It does fade. It, it's surprisingly alcohol forward. For 102. But I just think because it's so much complex whiskey, I think what happens there, Scott, is it holds the molecules, hold the alcohol a little longer <laughs> on your tongue because it's like the viscosity level is so thick and oily on the tongue, Gabe. <laughs> One dollar for Gabe. Wow. There's something coming through so strong that it tastes exactly like what it is. I feel like it's a dovetail I can taste. There's an interesting um, – I went to an Indian restaurant and they had, as you left, uh, like a bowl of fennel seeds uh, that were coated in candy. Yeah. And that's what this tastes like. It tastes uh, like candy-coated fennel. How's that for a tasting note? Barrel. <laughs> It's really good. And now that I'm tasting it more and more, because it was a little strong yeah. on the initial uh, tasting, but um, as your tongue is getting used to it, it's actually kind of mild now. It's it's quite um, sugary, sweet. It is still pretty, right. very oily on the tongue, like you said. The reason we're having this on is what we want you all to do is go out and buy the exact 16 bottles we had, <laughs> pour three ounces, and actually just pour everything into a big tub, and then pour it back into the 16 bottles, and you'll have 16 bottles of these. If you have $900 laying around, <laughs> you just go, go, get, do, go do it. Yeah. It is good, though, and we have a lot of it, because 16 times three ounces, do the math. 48. It's about halfway of a 1.75, right? Yeah, we had to put it in one of those big bullet yeah. rye bottles. You know, they had, right. <laughs> Just laying around. Laying around by the dozen. <laughs> it's like Rick and Morty when it gets out of a spaceship. <laughs> when they get out of bed, here they clink it. <laughs> bottles everywhere. <laughs> this is what you hear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm All right. A, so, <laughs> oh. yeah. So, listener stats. So, we have, I can officially announce that we have reached 20,000 downloads. <laughs> Twenty thousand downloads. That's daily, isn't it, Scott? Daily, <laughs> daily twenty thousand daily no, downloads. It's not, it's not daily. <laughs> and you know, not turn this into a lecture, but it's because of you that we're not getting there daily. So if everyone could just listen a little bit more. <laughs> you know, not, Thanks for listening, not, but get forty friends to listen <laughs> right, also. Right, I'm not trying to turn this into a lecture. <laughs> no, I'll, honestly, it's an incredible milestone. It really yeah, is. Really, yeah. We fully understand that we were slowed up from COVID. Sure, people listened to us driving to work, and then for six months, no one drove to work, and we took a huge step back i'm still not driving to work you know scott's still not listening to us <laughs> and really there was bigger problems in the world than that trust me we're not crying at river for that but no looking no, at, no. at how we've bounced back and it tickles us when people that we don't know send us messages you're not bothering us give us feedback let us yeah. know you're out there 
I mean, we've had listeners influence what topics we've done, what cocktails we've done, what whiskeys we've tried. So, I mean, we really are open to our audience coming up and giving us a feedback. Really, uh, we'd love to hear your ideas about what you would like to hear us do. That would be right. great. We'll give you right. a shout out on that episode. Yeah, I mean, it's anything that Gabe does something annoying you want us to talk to him about, like uh, uh, you know, anything <laughs> like that, like, you know, like less Gabe, we get it. Like, or, like There was a lot of Gabe in season six. All right. Yeah. But yeah. he has a really hard, strong following. There's like pressure. Right. The, all the pineys in the pine That's barrens. Right. <laughs> right. That's disgusting. That's right. on, uh, the round three of the whiskey band. If, if you fly over the pine barrens, when you get to a clearing, you'll just see like felled trees in the shape of Gabe on fire. <laughs> <laughs> just calling for I more was, Gabe. I was totally going to say on fire if you did <laughs> exactly <laughs> just like spelling out Gabe like help on a desert island. Just Gabe on fire, uh, and it's just we don't maybe it's just not for us. Maybe they're just dancing around it with like right. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe Gabe means something in their language, <laughs> right. like like God. Right. Gabe is God to them. I mean, it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. Listen, if God was Gabe, that would not be that bad. That wouldn't be bad. No, it wouldn't no, be bad. No. I mean, Gabe would like it. Yeah. His, his ego is already on bounce. <laughs> Imagine if he was God. Wow. Yeah. That'd be pretty, that'd be pretty bad. Yeah. So <laughs> actually, <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. Right. If Gabe was God, there'd be no bacon. Right. There'd be no butter. There'd be no meatloaf. To quote Gabe, I like bacon. <laughs> I like meatloaf. All I right. just don't like it as much as you guys. I'm trying to live to 70. <laughs> Good luck, Gabe. Good luck. <laughs> All right, so. Good luck. That was a tangent. I might not oh. get there. Oh, <laughs> man. Don't say that. Don't say that. I'll be sad. Okay. <laughs> well, the only reason I will get there is we have a 20-year contract. <laughs> so <laughs> you got to fulfill the contract. I have to live at least to 74. Okay. The contract is with our That's true. That's true. Um, so in the States, we surpassed the 50-state mark with DC. Last time. Last time. Right. Um, this time, there wasn't much movement in the top 10. Oh, okay. The first nine are the same. New Jersey, of course, we get 25% of our listenership from New Jersey. Right. Well, I mean, that's grassroots. I mean, we've built that by shaking hands and, you know, pressing flesh like you do. Sure. Whatever flesh I need to press. You know how it is? Like Damn. <laughs> brown chicken, brown cow. But I will say we had an interesting blip with Pennsylvania last month, didn't we? We did. Yeah. Pennsylvania this month has surpassed New Jersey in the month itself. Right. And in fact, this is our best month ever. Right. Because finally, Pennsylvania woke up and, and realized our greatness. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how vast the Delaware River is that you didn't realize that we're entertaining. <laughs> Thank you, Pennsylvania, for finally getting on board. Maybe Pittsburgh jumped in. Go Steelers. <laughs> oh, look, now we have negative views. How did that happen? <laughs> um, number three is Illinois still. Yeah. Maryland is fourth. California is fifth. Sixth place is Florida. Seventh is New York. Eighth is Georgia. Ninth is Virginia. Now, those were the same as last time. New entry in the top 10. Okay. Texas. Texas has been slowly growing. Yeah, they really have. We gave some love to them on this season. Just one episode. Nothing very early on, and we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. But who got dropped out? Who dropped out was Missouri. I can't even believe Missouri was in the top 10. It blows my mind. They were 10th, and then Texas was 11th, and they've switched places. I mean, I can't be mad at Missouri. I mean, we've never been there. I don't know. They're they're still 11th. They're still good. I mean, we appreciate you. They just dropped out of the top 10. That's all. Who's 50th? (laughs) You want the bottom 10? Yeah. Okay. So. Idaho. Right. Maine. What? Maine? Come on. You're on the East Coast. Vermont. Vermont. You got to be goddamn kidding me. I know. I'm most disappointed in Vermont. I have to tell you, I am now too. Yeah. I wasn't a minute ago. Right. Because I didn't know about it. But now I'm I'm hot. (laughs) Uh, Hawaii. All right. I mean. South Dakota. Mm. Arkansas. No, we're good. Wyoming. Yeah, we know. Alaska. Right. Well, they're far away too. Rhode Island. No, no, no. No, I don't care if you're a small state. Step up, Rhode Island. Step up. Be bigger than that. And uh, last but not least, well, or least, 
North Dakota. North Dakota. Well, I mean, I will admit that we haven't done our marketing in those areas. I haven't really marketed to the Dakotas. <laughs> I haven't really marketed to Wyoming or Idaho or Hawaii or Alaska either. Mm. I mean, you can only do so much. We're kind of like trying to grow regionally. So I expect that you guys even have picked us up and I toast you. Let's talk to the East Coast guys now. Vermont, mm. you have Whistlepig in your damn state. We featured Whistlepig mm. on here. We've talked about your state a lot. Twice. We had Lost Lantern on here. as a small and growing yes. uh, distillery there. We have given your state love and yet got no love back for you. It's unrequited love. Maine, you're on the list too, by the way, so don't think this doesn't apply to you. Put the lobster trap down, Maine, okay? <laughs> Put down the maple syrup, Vermont, and listen to the podcast once in a while. Uh, that lecture over. You guys can do better. And Rhode Island, you all get out of bed to watch Providence underachieve the, the basketball <laughs> team. Why don't you come watch us? Yeah. So some movers farther down the list. Okay. So Michigan jumped six spots. All right, Michigan. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, Michigan. From 18 to 12. Good job, Michigan. See? That's what I'm talking about. That's the effort we're looking for. Good job. Up 10 spots. Ooh. From 34 to 24, the District of Columbia. Hey, you know what? I, I'm impressed. And by the way, they have some nice whiskey places there. They have some good liquor stores there. You know, yeah, so. it's a small area too, right? Yeah. So to move up, I'm giving a lot of credit. Mm-hmm. And once again, what, what always surprises me is the fact that our egos are so not there <laughs> that we always see that we have to have a connection anywhere. Well, who do we know in Missouri? That's just, <laughs> right, so, right. Like, it can't just be strange people that like, oh, this is a good podcast. I'll listen to it. We're like... So did you? Did your cousin live in Missouri? <laughs> right, yeah. like, like we really are that insecure with our greatness. But are we? You just said we read greatness. <laughs> I know. So we're torn between being egomaniacs and needy and, and insecure. <laughs> we're insecure egomaniacs. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We are amazing. Are we? Are we though? Okay. So up six spots from thirty-two to twenty-six, Washington State. Mm-hmm. Up eight spots, thirty-seven to twenty-nine, Louisiana. Love it. But listen, we talk about New Orleans and Sazerac all the time. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if those views are good or they're watching me now. Right. <laughs> I don't know if the vampires in Sazerac are watching right. us like, oh, they know too much. Maybe we had a day trip to New Jersey right. and bite some fucking necks. Right. I might actually become a portly bat. Yeah. It could happen. It could happen. Um, down seven spots, Kansas. Well. Because I mean, people jumped up, so right. somebody's got to fall. Right, so my relationship with Topeka, Kansas, I can see that it's right. an up and down thing anyway, and I, I can accept someone to blame for that. Yeah, they all stopped at episode five. <laughs> you, you trashed them. I simply said that they decided to live where the tornadoes were. <laughs> they know what they did. I said, let their trailer park fly in the air. Uh, yeah, you did. No, <laughs> I'm actually kidding with you. I mean, when I see tornadoes on TV, yeah. like Kansas has tornadoes that rips the street up. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't even know a town was there. Right, the, the sewer system comes out right. of the I'm ground. Like, I mean, I see that footage, and I'm literally shaking my head like can you imagine just sitting in your house like a lottery from hell waiting to see if the finger of god is going to bounce on your house so i simply said that i don't understand why you would live where the tornadoes are like it to me it baffles me mainly because i'm afraid of them yeah that's true so everyone in topeka is actually braver than i am Mm. it's nice of you yeah it's very magnanimous yep (laughs) trying to help them get back a couple points yeah yeah up six spots the last of the movers kentucky from 46 to 40, and we have a story about probably why huh. they jumped up. Uh, it, we'll come to that later. So we'll go to the countries. Okay. The countries, we had 50 last time. Okay. This time we have 60. Wow, 10 more countries. 10 in, new countries. In six months. In six months. So the first one on the list is actually one that I missed last time. Okay. Because the way they did the stats on the website, and I just missed it, and I'm sorry. That's fine. Columbia. Oh, yes. Yeah. Columbia, Honduras, 
which oh, right. we know well, is- Right, Marty and Rachel's daughter. Yes, she was there. She may still be there. How many downloads we get? Like just, one? Just three. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe she hung in there for three episodes. I give her credit. Well, she might have like, had her friends listen. That would be oh, nice. Oh, how fun that must have been. Yeah. This is my mom and dad. <laughs> Aren't they amazing? Right. Uh, Cambodia. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, okay. the, the Philippines. Good. The small African country of Malawi. Is that our first African country? No, we've had Morocco, actually. Oh, Morocco did. Yeah. It's actually pretty cool. That is really cool. Uh, Latvia. Oh, right. I've actually been you, right above it to Estonia. I've never been to oh, Latvia. Oh, that's right. You were at Estonia. I was going to ask if you were Latvia. Um, Hungary. Mm, I am sometimes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Bulgaria. Bulgaria hadn't been on yet. Really? No. Interesting. No. Okay. Azerbaijan. Wow. Yeah. And wait for this one. The last one. The final of the 10. Bosnia Herzegovina. Oh, my God. <laughs> I had to look up how to pronounce it. Wow. So we took Eastern Europe by storm. <laughs> and the Balkans. And the Balkans. Yeah. So once again, you have to understand how funny this is to us. Like this it's amazing. Three years me. ago, this started as an idea sitting on the couch drinking whiskey. And now people in Africa are downloading our podcast. Like it's a really humbling moment. It makes me really happy that people are, are starting to really appreciate. Like we're getting a lot more regular listeners, like people who are up to date with us and following every episode. Yeah. And it really excites us when we see episode one has five listens this week and episode yeah. three has seven. Yeah. As we know, people are going through all the episodes. And that's, that's amazing. We have over 145 publications now. Total podcast? Yeah, let's oh, well, see. 41. By the time this comes out, we will have 143. Right. Yeah. So. So for people who say, oh, 143, I'll go back to the beginning and start. Right. What I'm hoping is happening is they see something, um, it comes across random. their social media yeah. feed random, and they're like, oh, I'm interested in this. And then they listen to a few piecemeal, and then they do go right. back and they listen starting at episode one for right. that. All right. So the top 10 countries, there's a lot of movement, actually. Right. Wow. But the top three remain the same. I mean, I'm sure you can guess the top two. I would think the United States and Canada. Correct. Do you know what the number three was last time and still is this time? I would hope it would be England. Correct. The United Kingdom. Number four, up three spots from seven to four. Germany. Correct. Good job. <laughs> Not even looking at my notes. No, I remember what it was. Yeah. The next one, up one spot from six to five. You have a guess? You're doing pretty good so far. <laughs> the country of Ireland? No. Oh. South Africa. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have got that. Yeah. Wait, South Africa is our fifth country? Is our fifth country. Wow. Yeah. Um, number six, down one spot, five to six. So South Africa switched right. with Spain. Okay. Down three spots from four to seven, Afghanistan. Oh, yeah, right. Our buddy Brian <laughs> finally has fallen out of the top five. Uh, up three spots from 11 to eight, Thailand. I mean, that, that's stunning. It's stunning because that, do they even know what we're saying? Like, who, you have to have people in Thailand who speak Jersey English and understand what we're talking right, about. Right, exactly. So, a lot of these countries, I can see people in Germany and Spain speaking English. Speaking right, English. Right, yeah. The Afghanistan, we know the reason for that. Right. But Thailand, yeah, yeah that's like the yeah. first one is like, whoa. Um, up four spots from 13 to nine, in Ireland. Ireland. Ireland, finally. Finally in the top 10. We've been working on you. Yeah, Ireland. I, I, stay tuned for our season seven preview because you'll be interested right. in that. And I thank Sexton for probably getting the word out because they do follow us. They do. Uh, once again, if you're looking for an Irish whiskey for under $30 to surprise you, Sexton, and it's a great fancy little bottle to give your friends. It's probably the best Irish whiskey for the money. I think that's fair. Yeah. Slains might fight you for it. But mm, true. 
Tied at nine mm-hmm. with Ireland is uh, down one spot, Taiwan. Well, they got a lot of stress going on, right? With China getting kind of rammy, watching what Russia's doing. Yeah, <laughs> technically rounding out the top 10, uh, India down two spots. India, a little lecture to you. There's a billion of you. Right? <laughs> we don't need a lot. And we know you, most of you all speak English too, so that's no excuse there. Way more than Rhode Island. Uh, right. So there's way more than you than Rhode Island. <laughs> or Maine. So you're trying a lot less. All right. And listen, I'll be honest with you. I talk to more people from India than I talk to people from Rhode Island and Maine. We have a better relationship, okay? Mm. Every time I have a customer service issue, I'm speaking to one of you. And so well, from now true. on, what I'm going to do, I'm going to tell you about the podcast and you can spread it to your friends. Yeah, no, sir. You cannot cancel your cable subscription. <laughs> well, how about listening to this podcast? You right. like whiskey? <laughs> you like whiskey, do you? Do you? They have Amrit. Try the Amrit Fusion. It's right behind you on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> so some movers up 16 spots. What? From 31 to 15. Yeah. The country. You've been there. Finland. Finland. Three and a half million people as literally as white as copy paper. <laughs> they're like Sue. Sue the it's Whiskey like, Pixie. It's not even like they just simply don't have enough sunlight. They don't have melanin right. in their skin. They, it's all gone. Same. Yeah. There is one more, but I don't think it's necessary now because it doesn't even fit in. Well, okay. There's one more. Um, up seven spots from 25 to 18. Israel. Well, I don't know why. Which is interesting. I think it's anti-Semitic that you didn't want to include those guys. <laughs> Why would you not include the Jews, Scott? I don't know. Oh, my God. I don't think it's relevant. I did not see that coming. (laughs) 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 So the next thing up is the season six recap. I love it. Yeah, This is the fun part. Well, we always say that. We say the stats are the fun part, and then we get the recap, and we say, oh, no, this is the fun part. They're all fun parts. And the reason is we drink more whiskey as the episode (laughs) goes on, so each part gets exponentially funner. This is why we love this. I yeah. Do, I do do some planning, but a lot of it is just talking about ourselves. <laughs> yeah. And funner is a word. Funner. In my vocabulary, because more fun is not fun. Mm. Funner is fun. Funner, funner should be a word. Funner should be a word. I my agree party was funner than your party. I don't know why it's not a word, actually. <laughs> like, I think it's just better. It is better. Hey, whiskey's a funner drink than vodka. Oh, well, that's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, vodka friends. Facts. In season six, we did 25 podcasts. So we were pretty ambitious. Very active. I had a very ambitious schedule that I produced back in September. And I believe I said so on the last, last call. We pretty much did everything. We had a couple hiccups here and there. We did 25 podcasts in total, six episodes, six whiskey shorts, five bonus shorts, three whiskeymentary episodes, and five whiskey madnesses, one of which being the special announcement. So the first thing that we did was a bonus short the first week of October, how to make a mocktail for sober October. So Anders bought some fake whiskey online from Amazon, which was very almost like birch beer in a way, like mm, without the very sweetness. Tannic. And then Scott brewed some um, what barley teas and things like that. And we made cocktails with the tea and we made cocktails with the fake whiskey. And we found out that combining the fake whiskey, which was like a little bit smoky, and the teas was the way to go. That gave us enough substance that when you added in whatever you wanted to add into the cocktail, the mixers, it held up and you could taste it. And you got a feeling that you were having a cocktail. And people actually enjoyed that one. I mean, yeah, it was it was something that we'd never done before. Um, we never had one where we didn't drink on the podcast. We said in the middle of it, I remember, are we even funny anymore? So we're back. We have made, what are we calling the version of the whiskey sour? I called it the Trixie sour. <laughs> 
Scott, we're, we're trying to figure out, like, all fair, like, this is the first time we've ever not drank on an episode of the podcast. We're like, are we still funny? Or, <laughs> or, or do we think we're doing good? But it sounds like this, like, so what we're doing today is. <laughs> it's like NPR. We have <laughs> non-alcohol for you. But like when we're drinking, we think we're Janis Joplin. Right. We wake up and we realize we're Yoko Ono. <laughs> 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 I think we got pretty close to approximation of yeah. if you are giving up whiskey for a while, there are right. ways to mimic a cocktail right. that is a close approximation of the taste profile that you're used to. And what we talked about making a cocktail, it's also the ritual. Exactly. You know, like the whole point is of mixing stuff together, cutting an orange rind, putting mm-hmm. a cherry in, putting it in a shaker, stirring it around. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. it's a ritual that people miss. And uh, it must have inspired Andres because he went on a 75 day he did. prohibition. Do you think you could do that? 75 days? Oh. I can't do a week. I'm like, I'm going to do a week. And then like the seventh day, I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> it's, it's a week I now. mean, there have to be a really good reason. Like, I'm going to give you this medicine, Ed, for the next 30 days. And if you drink on it, you'll die. Right. <laughs> and even then, I have to be like, someone has to remind me about this medicine. <laughs> Kept. You have to put little uh, post-it notes on all of your bottles. Right. I'll have chains on them like a medieval library, like <laughs> keeping me from getting the bottles out. Oh, shit. So the second thing that we did in season six was a, a short, the Grace in Texas bourbon quick taste. The co-founder, uh, Nico yep. Martini, we did an interview with him. Boy, man, that whiskey was absolutely fantastic. Wow, yeah. My main thing I took away is that he's not charging enough for that whiskey. Like, right, right. I remember you said he's that like, to he, him. He's like, yeah, man, like the bottles now go for like $100. I'm like, well, yeah, because your bottle was going for like, what, it was like 55 It's like 120-something proof. Yes, for the proofage and the delicious taste of it, it was worth at least 50 For a special release, they only had like, what, under 1,000 bottles, right? Yeah, in fact, by the time that we had actually done the interview with him, it was all gone. That's how limited right. release it was. Right. We had been bequeathed, uh, I think, a half bottle, right? Mm-hmm. Which was very generous in, in a thousand bottle release. I mean, right. we were damn pleased to be part of that little experience. Yeah. And we learned a lot about how Texas was changing their laws. Yep. How Tito's Vodka oh, got yeah. the ball rolling in Texas yep. that opened up the door for some of these companies like Nico's. Exactly. And what's the name of this company again? It's the Grayson. Grayson, right. Texas Bourbon. And yep. I remember the whole thing where I went to Urban Dictionary and did yeah. the Grayson definition i decided to look up the name grayson on urban dictionary okay oh my god here we go <laughs> how popular is it no well here's the most popular definition of grayson Uh-oh. all right a grayson is a rare boy with the ability to love with all his heart he is sensitive and he will give everything he has to the one he loves he is caring and in tune with how others are feeling they are usually good looking very athletic and citrus scented. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> Mostly, Graysons are excellent people to have around as they are the perfect friend and their schlongs are lady killers. Ah. <laughs> Damn. Yes. <laughs> okay, so after we did that, we did our first episode of season six. That yeah. was episode 46, Barton's 1792 Small Batch versus Foolproof Portly Bat. Right, so the episode was so funny and so good because, first of all, we found this Foolproof Barton for $45. Yeah. And then we drink it on the episode and I'm like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And this was not moving well for them. So when they dropped it to $34.99 a bottle for 120 proof whiskey, a foolproof, delicious. I bought another. I think I bought two. It's a steal. One of which appeared in the Whiskey Madness. Yeah. And Scott bought another. I think Siobhan bought one. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it was a delicious whiskey. And that episode, the whole premise was why <laughs> my problem with vampire movies is that the vampires are always in perfect shape. You know, just to be honest, I think it's true we can all agree. There's no chubby vampires in any <laughs> genre. 
I mean, I don't understand what happens. Maybe blood's not filling. Maybe it's not enough to keep your calories up, or you maybe just shrink when you're a vampire. I'm not really sure. Maybe they were chubby when they got bit, and then it's just like. So I'm a little bit anti-vampire for that reason because it's just kind of like a little bias. Like fuck them. I mean, since a vampire, the problem he comes up to me high noon anytime. I'll be in the front lawn. Come get me. Wow. <laughs> blood's all protein. I mean, there's no carbs right. there. It's right. a keto diet. They're all gluten free. So, they're just sucking necks and they're going to bed. And I think maybe if you were a vampire, you then you would be thin. Right. Right. Because I would just be blood. Right. Yeah. Keto. It takes a lot yeah. of work to get yeah, fly. Can you imagine night? me trying to fly the first couple of years? <laughs> I mean, my pet be like, Arr! I go fly short distances, <laughs> like Porsche to Porsche, like shh. You're like a baby bird <laughs> doing like, watch, watch head plants into the like ground. Woodstock. <laughs> exactly. Like, watching, yeah. watching a portly bat fly into a wall and then just drop <laughs> right. into the floor. Like, portly bat. Portly bat. <laughs> <laughs> Portly Bat Your vampire rat name <laughs> So what I love about that is <laughs> That's just so great Is the anatomy of a joke right? right So six months prior to the fucking episode right. I started to listen to baby metal Sure And so I started And right. I showed to everyone that I knew Right and then Ed, at the beginning of that episode, just on the random, decided, let's listen to some Papa Ya right. in order to get in the mood because right. it's a really up, fun song. Yeah. So we did that. And then during the episode, we kept referencing it without people knowing what the right. hell that right. was. Right. So we explained what that was. And then that got inserted into the nonsense about the bat and vampires. So, But but this joke starts from us saying that every time we looked at a distillery, including Barton's, mm-hmm. Buffalo Trace, or... Sazerac's uh, involved. I said, they start in New Orleans, maybe they're vampires, because that's where the interview with the vampire was. Right, right so that's a part of the anatomy right, of the joke. Right, so it goes back to... Right, that goes back almost as long to right. the caribou uh, crossing right. that Jeff brought. Right, just the fact that, hey, if I was a vampire and lived forever, I would start to buy distilleries. So I decided that that Sazerac was owned by vampires. So when we found out Barton, so like, oh my god, it's the vampires again, and then that started a whole conversation on vampires. Yeah, that joke only happens with the right. four of us at right. that moment. And we found that that anything that has three syllables can sound like Papaya <laughs> if we wanted to. You'll think that's what they're saying, right. and like poorly bad, it's the same thing. Like, right. I mean, Barton's has a really cool history. It's elucidated on that episode because I tasted their small batch a long yeah. time ago, yeah. and I was impressed with it. Yeah, it's um, for what that's actually thirty five dollars. I mean, you can get that. Yeah, uh, and they have a bunch of other expressions: a sweet wheat, and they have a port finish and they have a single barrel and they have a, a bottle and bond and i mean they just have a lot of stuff that right. people kind of sleep on right so the one after that we did a short with anders again the whistle pig tenure rye quick taste which was bottles of a barrel that he picked himself the whistle pig came about for a couple of different reasons our first full-on whiskey tasting was with whistle pig back in 2019 it was wow. march our good friend nate woodruff from uh, whiskey with the view <sighs> came out i missed it he had class, <laughs> he had class I, ne- I never lived it down i had class i couldn't make it they and say school is supposed to better you and at yeah, least you have the degree now i have the yeah, i graduated now but what does it mean I was never at the whiskey tasting of Whistlepig. I, I missed it too, and but I felt that if I went and Ed didn't go, that would, that, that would oh my just, god, <laughs> would have been worse. <laughs> oh, what a, what would have been more animosity. What a bitch than, I would have been. I know I would never would have lived it down. <laughs> yeah, We'd be still be talking about it. 
it was great to have Anders on and force him to talk about the whiskey while he was in the middle of his 75 I day. Know. So he couldn't drink any of it, but he had already drank it and picked the barrel. So he knew all the tasting notes. and He could talk about it. Yeah, yeah. He, he got sat, to see us drink he it. He sat here and drank like club soda while we were crushing this whistle pig tenure that we bought. And I always liked whistle pig tenure out in the wild as my favorite of the whistle pigs because it was only $70. And the 15's better, but that's $225. So the 10-year whistle pig was very good. It also was 100 proof. My problem with their 12-year was it was like, what was it, like 86 proof or something? Yeah, it was. It was what the fuck? Like, yeah, the rye surgeons episode. Yeah, uh, it's, it's like, yeah, we were pretty disappointed in it. Yeah, I mean, for the money, we paid like 120 for it. It was sub 90 proof. Yeah. Because even me who doesn't like things at 120, I'll proof that down and it'll last longer. It'll be more worth it. So, yeah. Um, he still has some left. We were just at the lounge the other yeah, night. And yeah, there's he, still a few he bottles. He still has like four or five bottles left. We should probably pick another one up actually before they go. It's a good deal. Okay. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. All right. So the, after we did that, we did the sequel, if you will, to what we consider our funniest one, at least to us. Our funniest short, no <laughs> doubt. funniest short uh, in our uh, second season, 13 Scary Spirits for Halloween, scary being disgusting. Right. And uh, so this time we did 13 more Scary Spirits for Halloween. Unfortunately, Jeff couldn't make it because he was on the first one. Substituting for Jeff was Siobhan. Right. It may not have been as funny as the original one, but I mean, there's just oh. so much disgusting things that people drink. From New Zealand, oh. stag semen stout. God damn it. Mm. What is up with balls and <laughs> testicles and semen and gelatinous and yeah. liquidy and white and bleachy We can do it right here, ladies. Take a shot. <laughs> oh Goodness <my> gracious. <laughs> yeah. In 2015, The Green Man, a popular pub in Wellington, New Zealand, was looking to create a new and fun beer. But disturbingly, they settled on the idea of a 5.8% ABV stout laced with export quality, quotes, stag semen, which was contract brewed for them by nearby Choice Brothers Brewing. They have that many stags? No, they had to, I guess they had to import it. Because right, that's so all they export have is quality. sheep there. Yeah. They don't have stags. Exactly. <laughs> Here, boy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a farm, right? Yeah, there's a farm, right? What farm do you belong to? Well, <laughs> well let me tell you. Mm. It's very exclusive. Yeah. Right? How many loads can you drop in one day? Right. Do customers get to come in and do it themselves? Like, anyone who wants to jack off their own stag and make, oh make their God. own drink? Petting is encouraged. You- yeah, heavy petting. <laughs> can you produce liters <laughs> or gallons? Oh my God, it's a heavy day. petting zoo. reviews on the popular beer social app untapped are actually mostly positive where it enjoys a 3.9 out of 5 rating with the reviews containing all the amazing double entendres you might expect Mm -hmm. creamy head (laughs) i swallowed it loads of flavor (laughs) i definitely come here again And grossing out the girls was fun. I felt like I was in middle school and like showed them a dead frog or something. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, like, oh, girls, look at this. And they would scream and run down the hall. And I had the surprise at the end of the right. Malort. Right. The Jepson's Malort is a super bitter whiskey. Right. It was disgusting, but I knew Scott would be one of the one out of every thousand people to like no, it. One out of 49. <laughs> is it 49? Yeah. That, that was that, that, <laughs> wow, that guy. Such a strange, strange ratio. Yeah, it was a strange ratio. They know that they're ridiculous. Yeah. And it's sort of a rite of passage. Like if you go to Chicago, you go to a bar, somebody might challenge you to have a shot. And now you know what you're getting into. It's not that bad. Right. I could do that. I've drank Boulevardier. So. <laughs> I'd love to make a Boulevardier with that. I mean, you'd only need like to put like a drop. Like, remember the cartoons where they would put a drop in the just a big smoke would go up from like whatever they were making, like the Road Runner or the Coyote. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. That's, what, that's all you need. Um, okay. So after that, episode 47, we did a reboot of our second episode, Basil Hayden versus Old Granddad. That was also right. with Sue and Siobhan. Yes. Um, that's where Ed basically fleshed out our corporate headquarters. All right. It has definitely added more flavor. Yeah. But I could definitely deal without the throat burning. <laughs> I'll throat burn you. Yeah. Oh. Jesus. Friction burn, if you know what I mean. <laughs> no, Ed, tell us. <laughs> Eight, you have to go to HR on Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. HR meeting on Monday. Every Monday, by the way. Every Monday for the year, I have an HR uh, action meeting. Yeah. I'm on 16 different proven plans at the Whiskey Tangent. Corporate <laughs> offices. What happens is I go to corporate office. I ride the elevator up to the 20th floor. That's where Siobhan's office is. Mm. I fill out another form, say I won't do it again. Then I go to the racquetball court. Scott beats me two out of three. And then uh, <laughs> and then finger painting with Sue in the art room. And then uh, I am a work of art. Right. Then I'm with Ooh, exactly. Yes. Well, mm. we, but they, well, it was me finger painting on you. People don't realize that. Oh, right. Wow. Right. It's like body paint. Right. I mean, I made her Captain America last week. So. <laughs> You know, and then 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 we're with R and D research development. You know, working on products down in the uh, in the lab, and then we go to the storyboards <laughs> for the episode. Right, we go through Friday. I have to summarize for my action plan on Monday what I've done to correct my behavior for the week. That, that, that was a complete fiction. So Sue, <laughs> I phased out. Wait a minute. <laughs> How did you like the com- combination? <laughs> <laughs> That's just our local Philly office. I didn't even talk about when we fly to Chicago. Oh Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, it's hundreds and hundreds of people work together every week to get this podcast on the air for us. I want to thank all of them uh, at, at, the, at the Whiskey <laughs> Thanks Tangent. Thanks all the little people. At the Whiskey Tangent headquarters here and, of course, the regional offices in Nashville <laughs> and Los Angeles. And Dubai. And Dubai. <laughs> in Dubai, we have our compound. It's an island made into the shape of a whiskey <laughs> of a whiskey glass. Man-made islands. It's a neat glass. Right. It's yeah, a neat glass. We it's had to have it right. reshaped right. after right. we got the sponsorship. Right. We literally had to grow the <laughs> island in the shape of a neat glass and then houses ring it. It's great. My bungalow is on the south rim. Oh, that's very nice. I'm on the north rim, as that's far away from Ed as possible. Right, exactly. <laughs> Stay away from my rim. <laughs> Damn. Um. Well, we're just going to slide right over that or into it. Mm. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> so then, then after that, we did a short, what we called our final Infinity Bottle, which we now know is not our final Well, one. it really is, because <laughs> that one we cultivate. Well, go ahead, Scott. Tell us what we did. Yeah, uh, the final Infinity 4, this time it's personal. So Ed created his own Infinity Bottle. Oh, yes. I created my own Infinity Bottle. And Gabe did an Infinity Bottle, not curated, but a mega Infinity Bottle, encompassing maybe like 87 whiskeys. It's got a viscosity. Yeah. Definitely leaves a little flavor on the tongue for later, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like, it gets in the pores. And you notice that it's like a little thicker than maybe Gabe's was? Yeah. Like, you oh, notice yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it still went down pretty smooth, though. It's a little thicker. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's a little thicker than really? Gabe's. It went down smooth. Wow. Mm. <laughs> okay. I had a lot more in my bottle. You did. You had a lot more. Yeah. No one can deny that, Gabe. I always do. Gabe's a big comer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. And we'll be right back. He had a bottle like filled to the rim and it was good, but it was kind of an overwhelming flavor profile for me. It was overwhelming, but I think Adrea thought yeah. his was the best. Yeah. Uh, you thought mine was the best. Right. I thought yours was the best. All right. And that's interesting that we all did that. And I think Gabe was complimentary about everybody. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but that's the fun about doing it. Yeah. It's just compiling what you had yeah. and sharing it with your friends. Yeah. Gabe's very complimentary. He's like mints at the end of a diner. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's like Andy's chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> and that's perfect for him because that's the mountains and he's that's a Sherpa. Right. Exactly, as he should be. All right, so after that, we did a bonus short 
with Gabe and Siobhan, yeah. the Sweetens Cove versus the Bradshaw bourbon, the quarterback whiskeys for Thanksgiving. Right. So Peyton Manning's involved with Sweetened Cove. Yep. The Bradshaw is like $45. Yeah. And what we decided about the Bradshaw was if you had a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, it's a great gift. Absolutely buy it for him. And you can her. All right. And if they like whiskey, they can drink it. It's not a pour or anything like that, but I'll never buy it again. I don't have any reason to drink it. There, I have nah. so many other things in that price range to drink, but it certainly is a nice novelty whiskey. Now, here's my thing I'll give credit to it for that I was surprised about this one factor, and I don't think I gave enough credit during the episode. Okay. It's 103.8 proof. Mm. So it's not just some 85, 84. Like, it's true. Get as much as we can out of the barrel. You know, the percentage was his passing percentage career right that's how they that's right which by the way is not good it's 51.9 no, it's not good <laughs> so that's even funny because bradshaw's got a tremendous sense of humor i think that's why he's so likable i think we did better on the palate cinnamon baking spices vanilla yeah, yeah. and coconut which we did not actually oh, taste no, but yes. pretty good uh on the finish wood vanilla and butterscotch hmm. okay interesting well, this is their tasting notes from their website right. I, I found terry bradshaw's tasting notes <laughs> Taste birdie and hot. <laughs> Make my head funny. Wow. Feel like I got sacked by two tall Jones. So guess what? This means we cannot tag Terry Bradshaw <laughs> in the Instagram. Sure Terry Bradshaw's got a sense of humor. Sure we can. Editing. <laughs> yes, thank you. Now, the Sweetens Cove is a completely different animal. That's just a really good whiskey that Peyton Manning's kind of involved with. He hasn't put his name on it, so it's kind of like a different animal. The Sweetens Cove was fantastic. It's going to cost you. And in fact, we were supposed to get a whole bottle of it and we never got it. As I alluded to in the intro, Siobhan's father was uh, nice enough to give us a sample of this whiskey. Then later said, you know, I know some of the people involved with the Sweetens Cove. Maybe I can reach out to them. Right. And Siobhan was like, Scott, could you write up something about your podcast and we could send it to them and then maybe they'll send us a bottle. Right. All that happened. But for some reason, we still haven't gotten that bottle. Yeah. That has been promised to us three times now. Yeah. Well, guess what? I have a nice surprise for you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what? Peyton, come on out. Oh. Oh my god <laughs> no peyton man is not here that would have been fucking amazing right that really would have been yeah. but we got eli instead <laughs> oh. right. so after that we, we did maybe one of our most contentious episodes episode 48 i think it was a brilliant episode people were just wrong <laughs> you metallica's blackened versus slipknot's number nine iowa the right. all metal episode plus we got a sponsor. Yes. That was a big episode, our longest episode ever. Yeah. Not only did we get a sponsor. Um, he loved that episode, by the way. He talked about it when I had lunch with him in Vegas. He uh, loved the metal episode. George, the neat glass owner, creator. He's like, what, 76? 76. Yeah, he's my parents' I feel age. bad putting his age on blast. Is that oh, right? No, I mean, he's done a lot in his life. Yeah. I mean, he restored six or seven Model A Fords. Yeah. Because he used to work for Ford. He used to do something like a product engineer for Ford. Yeah. He worked for Morgan Stanley. He had a hell of a career. He's yeah, amazing yeah. guy done a lot in his life so the metal whiskeys that we had compiled yeah. together we, we wanted to get more but you know there isn't that many there aren't metal that many uh, we went through them it, it, they're hard to get because a lot of them were limited releases yeah. the ones we could get were blackened that siobhan brought the blackened cast strength that gabe brought right and the slipknot that i ordered yeah. off the website 
We're also triply excited because we're going to be tasting three whiskeys here representing two bands. First of all, our good friends in Slipknot, who we've never met, <laughs> but I feel like I know them because I really feel like they rejuvenated my love of metal when they came out. I thought they were so unique that I appreciate the, our, our guests being patient because this is, I'm really dominating right now and I apologize. Oh, I you love guys, it when you dominate. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. <laughs> Distracted. Distracted. So, I like to watch. <laughs> get in your gimp outfit and get in the box. <laughs> slip out, so, slip out, slip out. Right. So, the, uh, focusing everyone back. Like the neat glass focuses the aromas. Exactly. So, your nose. I mean, they were all pretty good. Yeah, they turned out to be enough because I was pretty drunk by the end of the episode. Yeah, and then we did our top 10 metal bands of the Whiskey Tangent Podcast for the four of us because the four of us are like the metal heads. We're very eclectic, but metal, it kind of goes to our youth when our angry teenagers, you know, like yeah. Ozzy, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest that we grew up with. And so, go ahead, Scott. Well, I don't know. That's all I had to say. Um, there, there were some uh, contentious uh, Well, the contention was the fact that Sabbath was like in the top five. And so Ozzy Osbourne was in Sabbath, so he doesn't need to be on as an individual artist my point was he left sabbath in 1980 and he had oh i don't know 42 years of a career after that including some of the greatest guitar players and that he should be in the top 10 even if he was 10th which was would have been still a travesty but the fact that he wasn't on the top 10 i just let's just say i complained and it went on for about 20 minutes he was 11th though that made it worse So it wasn't a conscious decision. So no. that, that's the whole thing. No. The, the way we did it was just math. You know, I explained on the episode exactly how we did it. We don't have to rehash the whole thing. It's just that right. Ozzy did not make it to the top 10. But because he didn't make it, he actually did because you right. mentioned him. <laughs> right. So actually, he became the star of the metal episode. Exactly. And he'll be immortalized forever. Oh, Ozzy's great. I love Ozzy. Yeah, I really do. Sure. I really do. All right, so top 10 states with the dumbest alcohol laws. That was so much fun. So much fun. Possibly Siobhan's funniest episode, I think. (laughs) I think you're right. Siobhan was the star of that episode. I mean, and we've talked about- Her accents. We've talked about, (laughs) you know- I'm still laughing about it. Um, There's a bonus dumb law in California. It's illegal to display alcohol within five feet of a cash register if the (laughs) store also sells motor fuel. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what the hell does that even mean? Like, wow. You can't have an impulsive buy like, like yeah. six pack at the at checkout? Because you might be driving. Oh. Yeah. So what amazes me about laws like this, Scott, is that somebody sat down and wrote it. I know. So, so you're going to walk six feet and get the beer. Right. So like, anyway. Up, right. So, right. So don't forget, keep your beer six foot away from the register. Right. Just to now be on a safe me. sack. As what if you got one of them people with them small feet? So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you did such a good country voice, Siobhan. This is California, though. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, you know, there could be some country bumpers right, in California. Right. There's, there's 25 million people or something. There, they could definitely be. You See, mean to tell me I, you put your beer six feet from the register? <laughs> What kind of goddamn Nazi place is this? You talk about the fact that if anyone has grown more the last year on the podcast at Siobhan and her freedom to just be herself and, you know, she walked in here the other day with like a Mr. Microphone type thing. So she had her own microphone. Like that's hysterical. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like we started this off doing six episodes without releasing anything just to be sure that we liked what we were doing to kind of grow in those six episodes. And I think once we got to episode six, we knew what we were. Right. 
But it's really intimidating to do this and put yourself out there and open yourself to criticism, Mm -hmm. open yourself to uh, God. Is anybody going to like us or listen or listen to us? (laughs) And the fact that we have people come on our show, friends, new friends, and they really do an amazing job, but it's really scary. (laughs) It's not something that you're used to doing, speaking into a microphone. I mean, now we are. Now we are. Second age to do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Me me and you, now we are. Oh, yeah. I don't even think about it. But like you were saying, I mean, Gabe has also grown. Sue is great. Sure. Jeff has found his voice as well. Gabe was pretty much consistent all the way through. Gabe also had a comfort level with us that Siobhan hadn't had yet. Siobhan was a new friend. Right. Gabe we've known for 30 years. Right. Um, After that, we did episode 49. I always love our Japanese episodes. This was Hibiki, Mars, Harazaki, Christmas in Kyoto, Crazy Kit Kats, and Godzilla Poop Cookies with <laughs> Anders, Marty, and Rachel. Right. Uh, our friends from the lounge, Marty and Rachel. Actually, we're just texting with Marty today about he just got a nice rabbit hole bourbon. Rabbit hole, a bourbon, yeah. Yeah, so uh, he's talking about doing a little barbecue at his house and going over and seeing what that tastes like. That, rum, might, rum. No, that might happen. So we'll no, be that see- will happen. It will happen. Yeah, we'll, so we'll, we'll, we'll be, be seeing them soon. Yeah. And Rachel, if you're listening to this, there's a bottle of Koki in your future. <laughs> That's right. We'll bring a bottle of Koki. So that not only was this a Japanese episode, right. it was also Christmas. And I like both of them. Uh, we tasted different candies this time. Yeah, from Japan. From Japan. And the reason that we wanted Marty and Rachel on is because Rachel spent her first 10 years of her life in Japan, in Kyoto. <laughs> all right, so we're back and we're continuing to chew on all of our candies. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so many chewing sounds in the microphone. <laughs> Various candy sounds. Uh, it's like you're eating a chewy, and all of a sudden these little drops fall in your mouth from inside the chewy. Right. And they all have different flavors. And they have surprises inside of the chews. Yeah, they didn't have these candies when Rachel was little. They just had basically sardines with sugar on them. <laughs> Call me old. Whoa. Marty, help me. What's, what's, I, cannot, I cannot help Marty, you. What's no. the problem? I cannot help you, Ed. You stepped in that trap. Yep. Right. You're going to get yourself out. And now I'm going to have to knock myself unconscious on the counter to... <laughs> To keep from answering. It's the only choice I have. Please enjoy the podcast without me. <laughs> there was a lot of there was a lot of fun stuff in that. Yeah, uh, the, also the different Kit Kats. Yes. The Kit Kats were the best. And we gave them all presents, which right. was which was great. Everybody got presents. Kyoto was the original capital of Japan before yeah. Tokyo. Yeah. Useless facts like that is what you get on the Whiskey Tangent Podcast. <laughs> That's my kids in school. So even it's not the capital anymore. Then why do we have to learn about it? Well, actually, Kyoto and Tokyo are like anagrams of each other. Mm, interesting. Right. They're both also on the same island. Yeah. There's four yeah. major islands in Japan. Can you name them? The legend has it that <laughs> when a samurai sword was just made as it was drawn out. So snow. As it was drawn out of the fire, <laughs> four little drops of iron fell into the ocean and formed Japan. Mm. So I know that legend, but I don't know the names. You you know I don't speak foreign languages. <laughs> yeah, but you're saying about a whole legend. I know the number four. <laughs> so you know I can count islands. I've had four, four whiskeys tonight. Right, and there's four islands. Can you pronounce them? No. No, I cannot. And that's a correct answer. All right, so uh, after that one, we did the Whiskey Short, our annual Christmas Eve Short, the right. first one that we've had other people on. The first two, Ed and I did our, our own. This right. time, we had Sue and Siobhan come back because of the ill-fated one that they had done previous year right. that got garbled. We lost the entire episode. It's the, the only time thing. it ever happened to us. Yep. So we invited them back, and then we did the holiday toast from right. a Lucky 7. Delicious. Yeah. 
So the palate says it's full-bodied with notes of cinnamon, toffee, toasted marshmallow, dark fruit, there's your cherry, yeah. uh, Ed, yeah, it's what, and charred oak. The finish is a long crescendo of spice, cinnamon, and gingerbread. Yes. To all that. I definitely get the gingerbread now. Yeah. That it's on water. When you said marshmallow, I was very curious, so I took another sip and Uh really concentrated on that. I get more of the um, texture of marshmallow. Mm. Okay. Like a creaminess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, S'mores. Oh. You know? So there's your graham cracker, kind of like Mm -hmm. marshmallow. Mm -hmm. I if I'm going to stretch, you know, okay. yeah, yeah, you know, but I'll um, stretch you. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. Hey. Already, already I got there. I think you will. I meant her whiskey knowledge. You guys are so in high school. Whatever. As soon as you both get off my lap, I'll get back. Oh, wow. I meant Siobhan and Scott, but. <laughs> I'm somewhere else. Uh, she was on my lap. <laughs> it's a centipede. It's a, it's a, oh my God. Yeah. It's a holiday episode. Can we please? I know. Can we just keep one thing pure? No. Merry Christmas. No, never. We talked about our favorite things about Christmas. Uh, Christmas movies, yeah. Christmas carols. I love our Christmas Scott, stuff. Scott, I, Scott's a, a real big Christmas fan. We, anyone listens to podcast knows that. It's yeah. April. Right. I can't wait to decorate for Christmas. <laughs> and it's funny. I'm someone who loves to watch. Like I love his decorations, but I hate decorating. <laughs> I hate decorating. Well, it, it's a lot. I had one evergreen Christmas tree candy dish out for Christmas decorations just because Scott was coming over and I wanted to have... <laughs> I wanted to have something I could point to be like, there's my decoration right there. So that's all I had. You could barely see it. Is that even green? No. It's the, the fuck is that? It's a Christmas tree in the middle of a candy dish. God damn it. You can put it on your lap while you're here. <laughs> <laughs> so you can get as much Christmas as possible. You're saying I'm going to fuck your candy dish. That's right, man. Wow. Candy dish. Candy dish. Oh, my ish. Wow. Okay. So... We ended up not releasing an episode on the 5th Thursday of December. Right. That was supposed to be episode 50, the lounge jacket party, but it got shut down because of COVID. So we kind of had to adjust things, but you know, we moved it into February and it all worked out, but you know, what can you do? We're in a pandemic, right? Right. So in January, we like to do a whiskey The first year we did prohibition. Second year we did sourcing. And this year we did the secondary market. Right. And so this is where we talked about you know, who's responsible for the inflated prices and what we alluded to in the shallow section about people on, on the internet just, you know, hunting bottles. And look what I found. I got an antique weller for 65 like score. And, yeah. I, and I'd feel the same way, but I don't know if I'd post it because I feel like I'm just mocking everyone who doesn't have it. Yeah, there's a lot of fear of missing out. Like, I want to get it, and so I'm willing to pay $200 over MSRP for it, but it's not really worth that. Right. And one thing we did try to stress on every episode of the Whiskey this year was that there's other stuff you can drink. Let's say Knob Creek for some reason goes up to $75. Yeah. There are 10 other products I can tell you that you're going to have a nice drink with. Yeah. You know, you can have the single barrel for Rosa. You can have uh, Old Forester, 1910. I mean, we can go up and down. There's other things out there to have. And I think that we need to stop getting wrapped up in the social media hype of different products. Oh, it won the double gold. How many things have won the double gold in San Francisco? Like, can I get in on that? (laughs) Like, how many awards are there? Yeah, I know. I'm going to tell you now, our podcast just won the double gold at the San Francisco (laughs) podcast. Cast open. Uh, we are double gold in voice, double gold in humor. We're only a single gold in singing, as you may know. Uh, <laughs> we are we are double gold in microphones. We are triple gold in editing. I'll say. <laughs> 
not only did we give you at least one alternative on every episode, at the end of the third episode, we give you the top 10 list of the most flipped whiskeys and then give you alternatives for all those. Yeah. So we gave you options of what you can drink when you're feeling left out and that'll save you money. Like instead of buying an inflated $120 whiskey, you could buy three $40 whiskeys that are delicious and we told you what they are. Yeah. I'm really proud of those episodes. Yeah. The way we structured them, the first part is we explained exactly why we pay what we pay. The second part was why we can't get what we want. And the third part was why we broke it. And crucially, how we fix it. How to fix it. We're the solution. Don't play the game. Don't chase the rabbit. Go pick up turtles. They're all around you. (laughs) Yeah. So many turtles. (laughs) Go pick it up. So we did a bonus short of a, a listener submission, the have a shot of freedom quick taste. All right. It's really good. Mm-hmm. I really like it. I don't want to make a drink with it either. I just want to drink it like this. Mm-hmm. If you like whiskeys that are like oaky and have a little bit of char and have these more savory notes to it, you're really going to like this because that's what this has. There's some sweetness. There's yeah. some spice. But those are kind of what I'm getting as it finishes and fades away. Freedom whiskey. Fuck yeah. Drink this whiskey or you're a communist. <laughs> <laughs> good whiskey kind of a tragic story about the guy who helped develop it he died after we were supposed to have actually already tasted it but we had to have all the postponements that we talked about and we postponed it to january although because of that we got to talk about him on that podcast yeah give him his due and thank him and everyone like him for their service yeah and uh it was really great of austin to send us a bottle if you have a bottle of whiskey locally that you love and you want to send us some Please probably, do. <laughs> probably like do we have the weeder from Menash near us. We have train wreck that comes out with blue comet near yeah. us. So we have a lot of local whiskeys. We won't send them to you, but if you have something <laughs> like that, feel free to send it to us is what we're saying. And if you and, have a podcast, right. <laughs> we'll send one to you. Right. But if not, send us what you like, like our good friend Steve from Florida. Who's, right. I still haven't been able to find any red drum. Even when I was in Florida, I looked for red drum. And did you? I did. Huh. I was going to drink the whole thing right there. there right, in right, 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 right in the aisle. Right in the aisle. Right in the aisle. Right. Until they squirt me out. Um, after that, we did episode 50, which is the jacket party that got postponed. We finally did it. Went to risky cocktails the jacket party at the local lounge everybody who had received a jacket and who was going to receive it except for well except for drea right who will be receiving her soon promise and uh god it was a great time yeah so we had gabe siobhan anders sue jeff nari and shelby right um and sue and sue i didn't say sue and jeff already oh you might have well sue and jeff if i didn't say them already and Anders and Gabe, I'll just keep saying the names over and over. You can put them wherever you want. <laughs> um, I love the picture that Callum took. Callum was on one of our episodes. He's the half owner of the pub and the lounge. Um, the three cocktails that we did were the Big Apple, the Penicillin, and the Paper Plane. I swear to God, the Penicillin has become one of my favorite cocktails of all time now. So we're back, everybody. We're in round two of the drinks. We've got Sue with us, the Whiskey Pixie. And Jeff, the knight who says neat. I am hammered, so I will apologize <laughs> ahead of time. He's actually having a cocktail. I don't know that, Jeff, do you drink a lot of cocktails? Liking I will drink anything. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Right. All right. All right. So, yeah. Okay. So in that vein, to drink anything, the second round cocktail, the penicillin, and Anders is going to tell us how he made it. These are delicious. So McCarthy's, which is a peated single malt from the U.S. from uh, Clear Creek Distillery in yeah. Oregon, kind of adjacent to like a Lafroy. So I sprayed that around the rim. And then we have <laughs> Blue Comet single malt from here at Mount Holly over at Trainwreck, both ginger and honey syrup and nice. fresh lemon juice. All right. Uh, I'm sniffing this, and I sniffed everything you described. Yeah, it's all the in there. The ginger, the citrus, the everything, mm-hmm. the lemon, the honey. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so good. This is my new favorite. Really? Well, she just had her favorite sitting right next yeah. to her. Monte yes. Carlo sitting next to her. Right. And now that's her new favorite. <laughs> Fuck Which, Monte Carlo. Everything yeah. that Anders has made for me tonight has become my new favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Anders has an effect on people. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's how he enchanted us in the first place. Right. I mean, during the winter, any time I went in the lounge, that would be my first drink. To just knock the dust out your throat. You know, the yeah. trail dust out of your throat. God, it's a good cocktail. It's a great cocktail. One or five of them a day will keep you healthy. <laughs> One or five? You, you will not get a cold. <laughs> no. At least you won't be awake to realize it. Yeah, and what was really cool about that one is that they got us presents. Yeah. That was really nice. Right. Um, they gave us a barrel pick of barrel spirits from Benash. And uh, what's the other one? Bell me. Um, the uh, Not bell me, but the... Uh, bell of something. Bell of the ball. Bell of... Bats of the Belfry. Wait. <laughs> the Bell of Bedford. Oh, yes, Scott. Bell of Bedford. Bell of Bedford. Hello, you old Bell of Bedford. Merry Christmas, Mr. Potter. All Merry right, Christmas right. to you in jail. Now you're just trolling me now. <laughs> Go back to listen to the <laughs> Christmas Eve short to find out my hatred of the movie that Ed is talking about. It's un- I'm not kidding. We've already litigated it. It's a legend. <laughs> it's a legend. You've never watched it, so you have no reason to hate it. Oh, well, that's that's also true. After that, we did the Elvis whiskey quick taste. We were sent these. Uh, it was a Tennessee whiskey and a rye. rye. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, both pretty good. The uh, price range? Yeah. The rye was better. Especially for a sourced whiskey. Yeah, the rye yeah. was better. I mean, once it was. again, this is similar to the Bradshaw and the fact that it's a novelty. But if you give it to a friend who loves Elvis, they're going to enjoy it. It's not going to be a pour out, you know, or just like you got to drown it in ginger ale to get it down your throat. It's very decent. Yes. Yeah, it was good to have Jeff there on right. that one because he's a big Elvis fan. Yeah. Had a lot of fun with that. We did a top 10 list at the end of like really good facts about right. Elvis. Um, the one thing that I learned about that was the story about yes. Elvis challenging Alice Cooper to shoot him in the head. Yeah, we'll drop it in right here. Yeah. Elvis was a seventh degree black belt in karate. <laughs> Having started his training in Europe in 1958 while in the army, Elvis studied martial arts until his death in 1977. He even showed off his skills in a 1971 encounter with Alice Cooper in a hotel in Las Vegas. At Elvis's request, Cooper showed up to the hotel room where he was greeted by Liza Minnelli, Chubby Checker, and Linda Lovelace. Oh my God. <laughs> Elvis then brought Cooper into the kitchen, opened a drawer, handed him a loaded pistol, and asked Cooper to point it at his head. In an interview with Britain's Daily Mirror in 2012, Cooper said, a little voice in my left ear was telling me, go on, kill him. You'll always be the guy who killed Elvis. (laughs) But in my other ear, another voice was saying, you can't kill him. It's Elvis Presley. Wound him instead. You'll only get a few years. (laughs) A second later, Elvis executed a perfect flying kick, striking Cooper's hand, sending the gun through the air while simultaneously tripping and pinning him to the ground by his neck, whereupon Elvis announced calmly, that's how you stop a man with a gun. Ha, ha, ha. 
After that, we did episode 51, the Blind Barrel Bourbon Batch Battle. Right. Uh, here's a terrible idea. And I think what we're going to do is we're going to delay that because we have more to say about that. So we'll, we'll just talk in general about the Whiskey Madness. Yeah. And then we'll taste the barrels that we're tasting tonight. Right. And we'll, and we'll talk about the barrels at all at one time. So we, we don't break up a barrel commentary. Exactly. So uh, the Whiskey Madness, I mean, it was great. I think it was our best one. I think it was our best because the whiskeys were the best. The whiskeys were the best. But I think also just the decisions that we made, the suspense that was created by us not picking the ones that we wanted to pick. <laughs> Because yeah. we were tasting them blind. Yep. We were just picking what we liked at yeah. the moment. And that's right. how you do it. No big surprise. The bullet tenure. Oh, my wow. God. No, that's a huge surprise. Yeah, it was. Really? Yeah. I absolutely yeah. thought I was yeah. picking Eagle Rare. So was I. Wow. Unbelievable. Um, the B was more complex. and Yeah. But just- wow, A just tasted so delicious and smelled so delicious. And, and I, like I said before, it's just a, the smallest, smallest nth amount. of a degree uh, that edged it out. After the first round of tasting, I would have probably gone with B. But A is so sweet. I can see 50 people being here telling me, like, I like the complexity of B. You guys are missing out on it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's more complex. There's a reason why it was the number one seed. Yeah. But this is how it goes when you taste ooh, stuff blind. Ooh, ooh. And these are our first ones of the day. So it's not like our palate was that much occluded. No. Nor am I drunk. So <laughs> yet the reality is. Um, <laughs> wait for it. Yeah, wait for it. Because I already had to take a second pour when I told myself I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so failing already at my own standards. Yeah. That was an amazing experience. Yeah. And I think it really improved my opinion of Bullet Tender because I thought at $51 it wasn't worth the money. But if it's able to edge equal rare for me today. And it's not of, just you picked it. Like right. I picked it too. Like We yeah. both thought the same thing about the same whiskeys in the same way and we were right. both wrong. Yeah, we won't spoil the winner on this one, but uh, I think it deserved it. It was the right one. It definitely stole the show. Gabe was really good on that, Mm -hmm. subbing in for Anders as he did last year. But he had to do the entire tournament, you know, by himself. Yeah. Because Anders just wasn't available for us. We missed Anders a lot. International bar manager convention in Dubai. Right. He also went to space again, I think. Yeah, I think he was up space with the knee glasses. Yeah, with the knee glasses. That's right. All right, so the controversial thing that we've been foreshadowing. It's a small controversy, I think. It's a small one, but it's something I think we need to talk about. I think it's fine. With our listeners. Yeah, so let's take a break. We're going to get some clean glasses. We're going to get ready for the new samples that we're going to do a barrel and evaluate them. And then we'll tell you the interesting interaction we had with the barrel family. Yeah, about our episode 51. Yes. So we're back. We're going to treat this part like a short, so I'm going to start it. Our friends at Barrel had sent us a couple of expressions to taste. First is the Barrel Seagrass, mm. and that's very popular. Before we do that, we're going to try the Armida. Yeah. Last call, quick taste. And, All right, so uh, I have a, a very quick description of it one paragraph. Right. Armida is a blend of three straight bourbon whiskeys finished separately in pear brandy, Jamaican rum, and Sicilian Amaro casks. The ripe floral pear notes provide a soft entrance into a whiskey that is adorned with hints of spice and arid citrus derived from the Amaro casks and also the toasty bourbon itself. And this melange of flavor is framed by the tropical sweetness found in rum-finished whiskeys. Armida is a journey for the palate from a brisk northern orchard to an ancient island. It ends up exactly where we intended, with an immensely complex and satisfying whiskey. 
So finished bourbon. The proof, 112.46. The age Mashbell and Source Distiller is not disclosed, um, but they're from Tennessee and Indiana. The price is $90. The awards are 94 points at the Ultimate Spirits Challenge in 2020. Gold at the John Barleycorn Awards in 2021. Gold at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition, of course, in 2019. Fun fact, Armida is the founder's mother's name. Oh. Yeah, that's why it's called Armida. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. And we have tasting notes from Breaking Bourbon because we refuse to do the tasting notes from Barrel, which we will get to. Right. <laughs> so you want to taste it? Sure. Okay. Because I guess we'll talk about episode 51 when we're done doing this part. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's let's do our job yeah. first. <laughs> wow. The nose is not what I expected for the uh, Armida. Mm. Very mild nose. It is very mild. It's lightly sweet. I mean, I guess that's the pear. I mean, I'm getting some of the traditional bourbon flavor in the beginning. Sure. And then it definitely is finishing with fruits. Like, yeah, like a fruit sweetness. Almost like the, the pear syrup that you would get at like a yeah, fruit cocktail. Yeah, like one of those fruit cups when you were a kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good way to describe what yeah, I'm getting on the finish. That's what it smells like. All right, let's taste it. Oh. Ooh. It's sweet, but it has like a little bit of a metallic kind of quality. First of all, it's real alcohol forward in the very beginning. Mm. The front of my mouth is still burning, but then it goes past that and it has a very, very sweet finish, I feel. Yeah. I've been a long fan of the barrel products, and this one has not hit me as on par with the ones no. we had on episode 51. I don't know why. I need to try it again. Yeah, it's sort of light. It's darker than on the nose, but it's still very light. It's not bad. No, 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 no. We're, of course, splitting hairs with the other stuff from barrel that we've tried. Yeah. But I, I agree with you. It doesn't taste as blended. Um, mm. And I know that that's amazing because they're master blenders. They really are. They make great stuff. And this is, don't get twisted. If you walked into a bar and I gave you this on a globe, you'd be like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> but I'm just saying we've had yeah. so many great products for them. And I guess my problem is it smelled way sweeter than it tastes. And so I think if I adjust my expectations and come at it again, I might give it a fair shake. It is less sweet than it smells. It is deeper too. There's almost an earthy quality to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think if I was told that this was a rye, I would come at it with a completely different mentality. Oh, okay. yeah. Because go at it again now, wiping out your preconceptions of the nose. And it's actually much better what I'm tasting now. Yeah. Because there is a sort of spicy- Herbaceousness. Herbaceousness to the finish of it that does remind you of a rye. It starts off very sweet, but it transitions to that extra bite that a yeah, rye has. The sweets go on really quick in it. It does dissipate very quickly. So it's really not thin. Mm. It's just the sweet is thin. Yeah, I'm getting like, like I said, earthier tobacco and leather on the finish, which I do like. Uh, but the expectation of this is very sweet when you smell it. All right, what's breaking bourbon say? Breaking bourbon. Okay, the tasting notes on the nose, floral with ripe pear up front yep. and light vanilla and caramel in the background. Exactly. Up front, yeah. Palette, ripe pear, dark fruits, anise, sweet molasses, and baking spices. Finish of medium long with tobacco, seasoned oak, and a slight dryness. Yeah. That, that's definitely the finishes I'm right there with. Mm -hmm. I don't think the palate is as sweet as they're saying. I am tasting initial sweetness, and then I said it just disappears into what they said. Yeah. The palate actually, like, it's a quarter of the drink. Yeah. And the finish is three quarters of the drink, and it's definitely not sweet. And it's everything what they said. Yep. So I think we really did a good job of summing up what they tasted and what we tasted. Yeah, not bad. Now, I'm almost interested to see what Barrel would say. I know you don't want to do this, but I think it's important because my problem with the tasting notes was that they're not approachable to your clients. You know what I mean? Right. So this is what we talked about on right. episode 51. Right. So we can transition to that and then we'll finish on the up note with the seagrass. Yeah. So I'll just do the palate because okay. the nose is ridiculous. Right. And right. yeah, lush sweetness is kept in check by some sandy tannin okay. and high strength. Here, the rum takes center stage. 
with blackstrap molasses, sambuca, and olive brine. Okay. Arriving first, the rich dark character builds with date and chipotle, leading into pipe tobacco and walnut. The Amaro is never far behind, exhibiting licorice root gentian, which I don't know what it is, and green cardamom and cola nut. All right, see, my point is, once again, Barrel, we shouldn't have to be Googling your tasting notes. And, and by the way, I think that they're actually with us on this. Yes. We're right there. Like, we are tasting what they are want us to taste, but they have to put a cola nut, which nobody is going to recognize drinking. I have a theory that that's not what got us in trouble with what we're going to talk about. I think it sort of set the stage for us getting right. in trouble. So we got feedback from a secondary source, right? Right. So Jeff had been in communication with a, a woman right. who works at Barrel. So Jeff sent her the episode of 51 because he was pretty excited about it. And this was her response. Hi, Jeff. We're glad you enjoyed the barrel samples we sent and appreciate your support of the brand. We actually did listen to the podcast and found it rather offensive. We trust that won't happen again when you review our products. So we've had a good relationship with their company. We are huge supporters of their brand. We have been supporters to our fans. And even off air, we've been proponents of their brand. If she found something offensive on our episode, we hope it doesn't happen again. How do we know what you're offended at? At first, we thought it was the tasting notes because we made fun of the tasting notes because they're pretentious. On the nose, a classic opening of brown sugar-laced oatmeal and freshly conditioned leather. William's Pear. Do you know what a William's Pear is? Anybody? Jeff? Oh, yeah, do you know yeah, what a William's yeah, Pear Jack, is? Yeah, Jim's mom, Jackie Williams, she had a pear. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, cantaloupe. She had a pair of cantaloupes. Cantaloupe, the ladders broke. Mm. And mulled wine develop. Herbs soon follow basil, dill, and wasabi powder. The aromas finally stabilizes into something resembling Pedro Jimenez sherry, displaying rose water, treacle tart, and boiled cider. Uh, oh, this for is, fuck's sake. This is just the nose they're what? saying. Yeah. On the palate, a bright, pithy lime cordial note is rounded out by mirabelle plum and sugar snap pea once the palate has acclimatized more traditional flavors of affogato oh traditional affogato <laughs> not running around the town square affogato traditional italian affogato not sicilian affogato oh. like i said this is elite like a mirabelle plum i don't even know the difference between a mirabelle plum and a regular plum nobody does which makes it a little bit obnoxious yeah listen we've all drank a lot of whiskey all right jeff's basement looks like a cry for help <laughs> <laughs> he has 85 bottles down there, okay? I don't think you gain a lot by making your tasty notes unapproachable to not just the average drinker, but the mm. advanced drinker, which Scott and I and Jeff would have to say we are. I feel like who is ever doing this just has a really sophisticated palate and no, you tease out all or, of those Or things. a thesaurus, Scott. Maybe or, they just have a very sophisticated vocabulary. <laughs> I mean, I didn't taste half of what they even said in no. their wasabi powder on the uh, nose. Yeah. I mean, come on. I like, know. I feel like we're angry now. You know. <laughs> And maybe she got offended at that. And if that was it, that's fine. She's allowed to be offended at anything she wants. I don't think that was it, though, because I would hope that you'd have a little bit of a sense of humor. If there were so many things that offended you that you had to give the whole episode (laughs) the red flag, well, then I'm sorry about that. But our fans find us at least somewhat amusing. So they're going to just hear us talk good about your whiskey. Yeah, and we could have responded to her and asked her exactly what it was. In the moment, I did want to respond immediately. Yeah, But like, I just kind of sat back and i said you know what it's like as you said 
previously, it's okay for someone to be offended by what we said. Right. That's fine. I do want to say, however, the disclaimer that I put in right. front of every episode, right. it's just in front of the episodes. And if you don't listen to it anymore and you're a longtime listener, that is okay. It is for new people coming to the podcast. She was a new person coming to the podcast. That disclaimer says that there will be discussions about topics of possibly offensive, but usually hilarious interest. And that... There might be foul language, but intolerant viewpoints are not a part of what we do. Right. And I wrote that and I recorded that specifically so that people would know exactly what our podcast is about, who right. we are as people. We're funny. We might offend you, but we are not going to disrespect you. No. So but I will say this. If we get feedback, yeah. I will take it to heart and take a look at, was that too far? Was it not worth the joke if people are actually being hurt by it? Absolutely. And I want to point out, I think that she handled it as minimally as possible. She certainly yeah. didn't make a big deal. And this is why I'm thinking putting her on blast on air is probably not right because she didn't ask us to put her on blast. I think we should really start over right now that we've no, worked no, it up. No, 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 no. Oh, God, my God. <laughs> because we're I think, not, we're not gonna start I think, over. I think there's I, a funnier way to do this. I'm going to shore it up. And if we need to okay. come back and record something else, something a little lighter, uh, we can do that. Yeah, all right. We do it tomorrow. Fuck it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Come on. Siobhan wants to listen to music and drink with us. And, and I haven't had a chance to argue with you over what song to play in weeks. So let's. <laughs> all right. So the barrel Amida, what do you think? There's better barrels out there for the money. Okay. All right. But I will say this. If you like a very dry finish rye, a very low sweet rye, even though this is so sweet in the beginning, and they write about that, there's a burst of sweetness. And not a rye. Right. And it's not a rye. <laughs> right. But it finishes like a dry rye to mm -hmm, me. Mm -hmm. I agree that it's not as good as some of the other stuff that we've tasted by them, but, no. uh, but I do really like it because I do like the finish. God, there's yeah. so much tobacco. It's in, in your finish. wheelhouse. It's, yeah, it's really in your wheelhouse, especially how it finishes. It's very interesting whiskey. Yeah. I like the experimentation that they do. Of the non-distiller producers in America, they are the top. Right. Okay, so the barrel seagrass. Mm. This has been like everywhere. Like they are really pushing this one. Yeah. So barrel seagrass highlights the grassy oceanside notes we love in rye and the opulence and spice of finishing barrels. A blend of American and Canadian rye whiskeys, each ingredient was meticulously sourced and finished separately in Martinique rum, Madeira, and apricot brandy barrels. Barrel seagrass is an ode to coastal memories, bringing to mind the hot sun, brisk air, dry sand, and oceanside vegetation, and blended to evoke the joy of a day on the beach and an evening listening to the soothing rhythm of the waves. It's amazing. Smell this, man. It smells like the seashore. It smells like the dunes. It's there's salt in it. Yep. It's unbelievable. It really is. It really does smell like the seashore. I can't believe it. And I forgot the name of it. I go, I took a smell. I go, wow, this really smells like the seashore. And I'm like, oh my God, it's called seagrass. That's right. <laughs> like I literally forgot what it was called. Yeah. This is a finished dry. It's a proof is 118.4. Again, the age mash bill to source distiller is not disclosed, but it is, as I mentioned, an Indiana and Canadian rise. Its price is about $90. It won double gold at the San Francisco World Spirits competition just in 2021 platinum at the la spirits competition in 2021 gold at the ascot awards and john barleycorn awards in 2021 and it was number two on fred minnick's top 100 american whiskeys of 2021 fun fact a portion of the proceeds from the sale of these bottles will be donated to the ocean foundation to contribute to the conservation and restoration of seagrass that's really great that's why they called it that which is interesting because they're not based anywhere where there's an ocean Right. They're, huge, they're in Kentucky. It's a huge sacrifice for them. <laughs> yeah. It tastes like the next generation of what we just had. Oh, that's different. I'm not sure I've ever had anything like that. 
so the thing I get is the the memory of what you think a pickle tastes like. It's well, not salty. It's not in your face. It's not dill. But it's all those well, like sea brine. Can it be that salt? Yeah, absolutely. So it could be the brine that you get from like an, an ocean mist more so, than a pickle. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the tasting notes from Whiskey Jug, our buddy. Uh, on the nose, rye spice, dried fruit, oak, grapey sweetness, candy, and dry cologne spice. Mm, okay, I don't know what that is. But. I don't either. Uh, palette is rye spice bergamot, which is the orange that is in your Earl Grey tea. Dried fruit, oak, and dried apricots with a touch of methanol and brown sugar. Mm-hmm. On the finish, long with rye, oak, and fruity sweetness, giving way to spiced apricot. It's funny, in the tasting notes, he doesn't mention the brininess of it. Because that's crazy. what I'm getting from this. Me too. I really like this. It's something that you want to drink when you want to drink something else. I just don't understand how Barrel takes the same sourced products that <laughs> everyone else has. And I know they get priority. They got a pretty good source coming in. Yeah, by now they do. But how they get all these different barrels and finish all the stuff in and blend it all together and make stuff that I've never tasted before. Yeah. Every single time I'm like, there's another one. There's another one. <laughs> I know. And I mean, I didn't love the Almeida tonight, but it wasn't a bad whiskey, but my God, the seagrass. It's yeah, funny. It's, it's funny really good. Because this, I feel like, is not something that you would regularly enjoy. No, because it's not as sweet as I like, but yeah. it's so good. The seagrass is one of their better products. Yeah, this is head and shoulders, I think, above the Armida. Mm-hmm. Even the Armida was very good. I feel like they know that. I feel like if you work for Barrel, you know that this is way better than the Almeida. I'm just going to be honest. Like, if we worked there, we made it. We were like, oh, the Almeida's good, but who stopped the seagrass? <laughs> no, because that tracks with what I see online. Mm-hmm. Because it's really good. I think Scotch lovers would love this. There's a lot of grassiness. There's a lot of um, like savory spa- notes. There's space, a lot of earthiness. Like space side guys. Well, yeah. um, I think maybe lowland guys because of the grassiness okay. of like the Alkentoshan. Okay. All right. I can see that. Yeah. Sure. Even though I'm, we're Scotch yeah, noobs, right, pretty much. Right, you're perpetrating right now. I am. I'm perpetrating um all right so i mean that was delicious yeah so if you just want to say hey ed and scott i want to try some barrel just go out get the dovetail and the seagrass <laughs> okay they're complete contrasts of each other the dovetail is as a traditional bourbon very sweet and flavorful and fruit notes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and complex as all hell and then if it's okay to say hell and then the uh oh seagrass which is rye and spice and brine and such complexity. So if you just start with those two, I think that's the parameters of barrel. And then you can just go in between and taste all their other finishes. I've had the, the sherry cast here and the Amaro cast finish here. Uh, we've done so many and our love affair with their products continues. We've never ever been disappointed by a barrel product. No. Could they be cheaper? Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, let's be honest. They are not priced to move. <laughs> <laughs> but yet they move. So why price them differently? They do. But when you look at something, you're like, well, why is it $70? Well, when you look at it, you got three different finished barrel products that you have to blend together to make this. I mean, that takes time, effort, Right. Storage. How do they do that? Right. Well, that I mean, may- their master blender just seems like he, someone who loves his job. And really, why the hell wouldn't he love his job? I mean, <laughs> I, I love his job and I don't even have it. I uh, know. I don't have the palate for his job, but I would love it. So, um, yeah. So uh, the only thing left we have to do now is the season seven preview. All right. We'll go through what we've sort of planned. Again, right. this doesn't mean this was actually going to happen. Right. But looking ahead, having just completed three months of almost exclusively featuring bourbons in our whiskeymentary, episode 51, and the Whiskey Madness tournament, we're going to cast an eye to foreign lands for our first three episodes of season seven. Ooh, exciting. Where are we going, Scott? Oh, well, episode 52, we're going to do Irish whiskeys. Yeah. 
Yes, it's been a while. I love my Irish whiskeys. Exactly. We were just at the lounge the other night, and yep. I was talking to Anders. And I said, you know, we haven't really done a lot of Irish whiskeys on the podcast. Being that, Irish whiskey is probably our third favorite whiskey style behind bourbons and rice, right? Right. I mean, and we've only done six, and that's just a crime. So we're going to solve that crime on episode 52. Episode 53, uh, we're going to do Canadian finally. Canadian. And it'd be great doing it right after the Irish to see if it can hold its own at all. Exactly. And what's interesting, like people say, well, Canadian whiskey's terrible, right? It's like, well, the whistle pig comes from Canadian ah, rye, you yeah, know? That, that Alberta distillery. Right. So it's like there's Canadian rye that's sneaking into what you're drinking. One of the ones we're drinking tonight. Yes. The seagrass. The seagrass has Canadian rye in it. So we're it does. So it's kind of under the radar Canadian whiskey. We'll see how we do it. You know, we did the Canadian Crown Royal XO on here mm-hmm. and it was delicious. Did the Caribou Crossing? You're right. And that's about it. Yep. All right. So episode 54, other whiskeys of the British Empire. So Brian, if you're listening to this, we're going to be in touch. Brian is the guy from our area who was stationed in Afghanistan for a while. Still number seven on our country right. list. Brian is number seven. Yeah. Brian's our seventh biggest country. <laughs> So he's a big whiskey guy. He traveled all over the world being in the military as he does and also personally. Or a civilian contractor. Mercenary. Right. right. Yeah. A, a soldier for hire. Who, who are the people who fight for Marvel? Oh, <laughs> I forget. Samuel Jackson's the... Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, yeah Agents Shield. of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right, yeah. right, right. So Brian's basically an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's what he turned <laughs> He just doesn't have an eye patch. Right. So he has a bunch of whiskeys. Uh, he had one from, I think, Australia, one from England, one from Wales. And we will drink them all. And we will drink them all. Um, episode 55, of course, is a cocktail episode. I think we're probably going to do bottled cocktails because we haven't done them yet. And it's for the summer. It's like if you're at a barbecue and you don't want to feel like drinking a bourbon because it's a lot. It's hot. You want to have a cocktail, but you yeah. don't feel like bringing all your mixings with you and you know your friend's a beer guy. Get a bottled cocktail. And we're going to tell you which bottled cocktail to bring. Sure. Why not? Uh, episode 56, um, possibly few spirits. We wanted to do this in February, but things got messed up. Yeah, and we've already met and talked with the uh, owner and the founder. Yeah, Paul Hilletko. And uh, he was just acquired by, who was few acquired by? Oh, Heaven Hill. shit. Yeah, Heaven I'm, Hill bought the company that was overseeing few and a bunch of other stuff. And I think that few is still going to operate independently. It's just yeah. it's just a matter of paperwork. Yeah. Episode 57, we're going to have another ladies night. Uh, flavored whiskeys. Yeah, we've never done flavored never whiskeys. Never done them. And, you know, Scott and I think they're trash. So let's see if we're wrong. Let's see if we can find anything that holds its own. Yeah, hey, look at you, Fireball. <laughs> yeah, let's go, Fireball. Bring it on. Take you right out the freezer. Right to the head. Right. Episode 58, we're going to do Sagamore Spirits. And the reason being is because Sagamore has started bottling their own stuff. Right. And I, I think that's really exciting. Because right. all they do is rise. I think if you turn to episode, what, three or four, we talk about... Three, I think, yeah. Episode three, we had Sagamore on talking about how they one day will have their own. One day they will, and here, we, and here are. we are. three years later. Episode 59, which is the last episode that we'll have in season seven, um, we're going to start a new series called <laughs> It's All Your Vault. So we'll put a name in. So instead of your, right, like it would be like, it's all Scott's vault. Right. And that means we're going to go to Scott's house and drink from his whiskey collection. So what we're hoping to do is uh, Doug from the lounge, who you heard on the Blanton's episode with uh, him and Joey, he has a huge whiskey collection. We're going to go over in a few weeks to sample what he's to got. Practice. To practice and see what he's got. And then we'll do the research and then we'll come back right. and actually do it's all Doug's vault. And we'll record from Doug's basement yeah. where, where all his whiskey is, and we'll see the, whatever lunacy comes. 
from that. Right. And we'll see if we can fit all our equipment in an Uber. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're definitely taking an Uber. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that. Because Doug has a way of just getting us drunk. Every time I'm with Doug, I'm like, he's like, ah, I drink some more of this. Take some of this. Why? Yeah. Doug's that guy who will get you drunk. So those are the episodes, the whiskey shorts that we have planned. Of course, we're going to do a lot of quick taste. With it. That's what we do. The first one, we're going to do Starlight Whiskey Quick Taste. We recorded that earlier tonight. The double um, oat, yep. But I want to do a little short on coffee and whiskey because there's a couple expressions that are out there yeah. that I want to try. Um, how to infuse your own whiskey. My brother gave me a whiskey infusion kit, and mm-hmm. we're figuring out how we're going to do that. Basically, it's made that you can add stuff to your whiskey and mm-hmm. age it in the bottle, right? Yeah, like botanicals and stuff. Right, and then we also have a whiskey barrel. We do, and that's the other one. How to make your own Angel's Envy rye. <laughs> Using bullet rye as a base, and then we'll tell you how we did the rest. Right, exactly. And then we might have one or two. We've only done one of these, whiskey wormholes. We may have two in season seven. Right, we've got a couple lined up. We actually have three on the radar. We do. One one we have secured, one we have on the short leash, yes, and one I was just talking about last week. All right. To the people that have it. Okay. All right. So we'll see what we can do because we're overdue doing one. We are. Overdue doing? Or overdoing one. Overdue do 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 That was terrible. So that is the end of the last call. Thank God. This is two hours and 41 minutes and 30 seconds right now. (laughs) So thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Honestly, it's a treat to look at the listener stats every six months, see who's listening to us in all the states, all the countries. If you're in a foreign nation Mm -hmm. and you want to email us, please do, because I want to hear your story. Yeah. How are you in a foreign country listening to an English language podcast? Are you somebody who has English as a second language? Right. Are you an expatriate? You love whiskey? We want to hear from you. Please right. send us an email at whiskeytangent. Is somebody punishing you by like tying you to a chair and putting <laughs> us on? At gmail.com. If there's any human rights violations, we will come and get you. <laughs> really, honestly, thanks everybody for the support. Share and tell your friends and let's help this whole thing grow. And once again, if you're still here, that means you're dedicated. And so you really need <laughs> <laughs> to get yourself the neat glasses yeah and if you go to uh, neatglass.com and you put in the code whiskey tan you'll get 10 percent off your first order from us okay and soon we will have whiskey tangent etched neat glasses for sale right that we will sell to you for the low price of 117 dollars <laughs> <laughs> the glass is free the box will be 117 dollars <laughs> no it'll be reasonable mm. but we'll have a contest and like whoever does certain stuff we can oh, give, sure. give some away you know what? I'm going to say this right now. Okay. Anybody who has actually sent us a whiskey, a listener, there's only been two so far. You guys know who you are. You will get for free. I will send it to you. A neat glass etched with whiskey tangent on the bottom because you guys are awesome. That's right. You deserve it. And anybody else who does it will also get one. Unless it's a shitty whiskey that we don't like, then no. I don't want a whole lot of Jim Beam white label flying in next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for the whiskey tangent podcast, I'm Scott. I'm Ed. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, everyone.